0: seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was was, uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland and uh, play for Celtic.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to the Bindamint Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Donigan, and I'm joined this month as I'm joined every second month by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Remy Weeksway. How are you doing, Remy?
3: Well, I've, I'm bunged up with the cold and I'm in Darlington, so how do you think I am?
2: Cause you, I, you sound like a Dalek driving a submarine. There you go. How about that? Is that quite funny? No. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Remi, uh, the, uh because you sound so terrible and you usually talk absolute mince, uh, we've got another co-host cool on this week, Mr Paul Thompson. How you doing, Paul?
4: I'm good, Lawrence. I uh, hope, hope you're, you're both on recovery. I know you were uh, both independently came down with uh, the Lord over the last few days so here we are <laughs> sound quality ahoy
2: <laughs> anyway uh, what day is it it's Monday night it's uh, Celtic top of the league before we actually Remy let's start there Right. Uh, so that terrible international break absolute mince but how much pish did the Huns talk when they went to the top of the league I mean see all this stuff they thought it was brilliant as well can you see us now? Just look up and all this crap. I mean, get, they can't stop themselves, can they?
3: No, they can't and uh, I'm very fortunate I, I just filter it all out. I work in England so I don't hear most of it, I don't see most of it and I couldn't care less because they're still shite.
2: Um, honestly, uh, I swear to God, it was a, you think they would have learned from and last?
3: Some real, well, some really tenuous articles about, you know, the, you know, he's most tackles in the world apart from Ramos and more shots in target than, you know, I don't know, Ronaldo and all that. It's just absolute, it's mince. But people who fall for it, they're, they're the worst. People just looking to get upset. Just don't read it and you'll be fine.
2: The, um, But you think there was a learn, as I say, Paul, you think they was a learn from last year. Remember they were top of the league for a week last year?
4: I I think Kilmarnock were top for two last last year uh, and, and they managed to keep themselves together. So, okay, it's just it's in their nature. I mean, they're 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 wishing their lives away, and and they have been for, well, probably all it's the like seven, seven years, since since since, since years, I, years, still, they, three years since they came back up. This is any time they look like they have any kind of half decent result, or more importantly, we look we like we have any kind of bad result. Ah, uh, you know the tide's turned. That's it's all over and. You know, they've got that you know, trophy room fully pre-season cups and, you know, top of the league October cups, but they've not got any other cups.
3: The um, remember, I, Lawrence, remember, Lawrence, you said before that uh, the journalists just want to see a challenge. Most of the journalists just want to see the Huns win.
2: You think that? Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, yes,
3: I absolutely think that.
2: The, um, as I say, by all means, I mean, I'm not saying that we'll romp to the league or anything like that, but... I would like to think if we were in that position, you just kind of, you, you know, show a bit of humility, just wait and see, don't jump the gun. But oh my God, the even the smart ones are just talking absolute mince. Um, I haven't seen much of their games. I, I did watch uh, the highlights on um, Sports Scene, whatever it's called, last night. Uh, they, uh, they look really bad, Paul, don't they? I mean, really bad.
4: I, I I think, and you know, Remy's been saying this sort of on here, and uh, you know, certainly on on Twitter for a while now that they've had, you know, a sort of artificial start to the season in terms of the the fixtures. Miraculously managed to hand them about six home games at nine or something, and they managed to get all the the diddy teams at home and plus us, and uh, and how did that work out for them? So no, I, I think they they just you're right. They, they they go down this road every time. They 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 kind of talk themselves up, and there is a wee bit of the press talking them up. But I think they genuinely, you know, the the supremacy stuff kicks in all the time with them. They they think they're better, and they've got absolutely nothing to back it up, which is great.
2: Uh, of course, this will be. Uh, I don't know. I'm presuming none of them listen to this, but yeah, uh, you know, there you are, obsessed. But I, we just the thought just popped into my mind and it's just it's just mental. They're absolutely bonkers. Anyway, I, as I said, uh, top of the league. Uh, what was it on uh, Rem? It's uh, it's goal scored, isn't it? Is it goal scored?
3: Yeah, it uh, it's goal scored. We've we've scored more goals than them. Uh, exact same goal difference, but we've scored more goals, so we're top of the league.
2: The uh, we would have been further ahead, I guess, and goals scored if the referee hadn't blown on Saturday for what after 30 seconds of uh, of uh, added time. Well,
3: i I, I, I'm, I think that was. I know you shouldn't get upset about that, but that was disgraceful. But the one thing I would say is we'd completely switched off, but then, so we wouldn't have scored again.
2: And when was our last goal? Was, was it? Still, I can't. Was it six, 72 minutes? Or was it 72? Right,
3: I thought. Yeah. But and bio missed herself, but we we hadn't we'd taken our foot completely off the gas, so. I don't think three or four minutes would have made any difference, but I still keep saying it and you know, and I think we all agree we get refereed to a different standard than other teams.
2: Uh absolutely. Uh anyway, uh, we haven't spoken since before the international break. I actually didn't see the Livingston game, uh, Paul.
3: Lucky you. Was it that...
2: I <laughs> something was on. I was driving the Wee Man to a golf tournament or something like that. The uh, uh 2 0. We'll gloss over that. I... Uh, how did our brave boys do on the international campaign? I completely switched off Scotland. I don't. Did anybody play for them? Or I, I have no idea. I,
3: McGregor I think, played both games. And I,
4: Forrest Chris, played the second one. Chris well. played the second, didn't he? Uh, yep. I must say I, I, I never watched them. So. Did, Forrest,
3: did Forrest play the both games? The, the only highlight in the international break was Edward scoring every three minutes. <laughs> so you know he just he just keeps banging in goals for France under twenty ones. So I think he got nine in four games.
2: The um the I did see that uh, the one in Russia. I don't think James Forrest started because there is a better there is a better right winger in in Scotland who's Scottish. I mean, it's just uh by the way you're going to Russia, so you would imagine well you'll need your you need your wide players to provide defensive cover. I would. I mean, Forrest has done that on multiple occasions in the Champions League and against really good players in Europe. Yeah, he, he he doesn't get a game to do that for Scotland and Russia. I mean, just Stevie Clark's turned into an absolute shit show, hasn't he, Ray? Um,
3: well, you know, I don't watch him and I don't really care. And I did back Russia minus three. So oh, um, <laughs> yes, but although I, I completely cocked it up, I thought I'd a tenner on at ninety one. I'd only put a pound on. <laughs>
1: Oh.
3: I was uh, I was emptying I was out to empty my account to stick 100 quid in my own bank account I'd only won £9 so I just let it ride
2: oh um, there you go
3: they're, they're terrible they're te- it, do you know what it's not really Clark's fault when you see the defence he's picking from Jesus I mean McGrew's still getting a game yeah. it's, it's dreadful the team is dreadful um, I'm quite glad Celtic players are getting a rest now because we're over. I mean he's, there's McGregor another two Scotland games he plays them both doesn't get a rest but Forrest did and Christie did and obviously he got a wee rest of the weekend but you know Scotland are hopeless and they've got no centre forward as well which is and Lauren Shankland. come on if you're if you're calling up guys like Lauren Shankland and Declan Gallagher you deserve everything you're going to get Um, You didn't
2: see any of it Paul did you?
4: Nah, it's just I never bothered. I was, I was, I never watched the first game when I was driving home for holiday. When the second game was on, I I listened a wee bit on the radio. I think it was a bit farcical anyway with the uh, the waterlogged pitch and all that. But you know, UEFA being UEFA, they're never going to call a game off like that. So, nah, I think I I agree with Clark. It's probably not his fault, but some of his selection. Just you know, we have even watching the games, just seeing the teams coming up. You're just, you know. Who's who of mediocrity, uh, and maybe that is just the pool he's got to pick from. But surely you've got better centre halves to than Mikey Devlin and Aberdeen, who's you know he, he makes McKenna look like Beckenbauer.
2: That's what that's our reference for the uh, for the teenagers there. Beckenbauer. Bar. The um, anyway, we'll crack on to uh, Saturday's game. Uh, so the starting lineup. I, I don't have my computer open, but I'll give it a go. I I'm going to say um, Forster. Frimpong, Ayer, uh, Yulian, uh Bolingoli, uh uh Brown, McGregor, Rogic, Forrest, Edward, and who is oh and um oh god. Eli- oh, Eli- you're El- so close uh, No me. no Elliot oh. there you go. So uh Well done the That's it. spot on the what do you think of the light? well the two kind of talking points I guess Paul uh, one was uh Frimpong and got a hit. Well, I know uh, El Hamed is injured, or he came back from Israel with some illness or something. I read, and I hope he's okay because I love him. Um, but but uh, Frimpong, the eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old, getting ahead of uh, Marcus Bauer, who's already proved himself to be a decent player. Uh, so that was one talking point. See, Another one...
3: Morris Bauer's uh, brother. All oh, right.
2: Okay. Right. Morris. Whatever. He's... <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh... Uh, it wouldn't be I I wouldn't be a podcaster like a mistake. Uh, the and the other talking point, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Tom Rogic back, uh, Ryan Christie out uh, suspension after he's sending off at Livingston. Couldn't believe he got sent off for that tackle. It should have been about fifteen years in jail. Absolute shocker. <laughs> did you see them? I know still pictures can make them look really bad, but that was just oh, that was a bad one. Um, what do you think of the team, Paul? Anyway, for Saturday.
4: it was was decent Uh, the Frimpong one was probably a bit of a surprise because you know it was a poor team performance at Livingston but Bauer was probably one of the better players that day Uh, and again I thought he was alright Easter Road the week before that as well so uh, probably you know I think we've talked before El Hamed doesn't seem to be able to play two games in a week whether it's one thing or another, it always seems to to be a change when he's had a, a midweek game uh, or vice versa. He doesn't play both games, so I, I wasn't surprised he, he wasn't there. Uh, probably was surprised that Frimpong came in. Good to see Rogic get well, pretty much 90 minutes, I think. Somebody tweeted before the game that to look forward to six to eight minutes of center in football because Tom Rogic was back, which I thought was, <laughs> was brilliant, but... Uh, but he, 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 you know, he struggled a wee bit in the early stages of the game just to get his touch. But he was coming on a game in the second half with a couple of uh, kind nice assists.
2: You just kind of wonder that he's. I was reading that again, reading something today. He's, he's not a million miles away from a first eleven pick, is he? But he's he's nowhere. I mean, Christie's getting picked in in that in that ten hole. Ah, you know, st-
4: he's, go on. Sorry, Christie's definitely the man in possession just now but you know I think I, I don't know if I'm in a minority here but all things being equal Rogic is a better player than Christy uh, whether he fits better into the team in the way that Lennon's wanting to play just now is is the question and I think uh, Ro, you know Christie's there on merit I'm not no knocking him at all he's had a bad incident at Livingston as you say it was a, it was a shocker a tackle deserved his red card uh, and he needs to learn for that but you know it's unfortunate when you've got a player like Rogic that that you maybe can't fit in every week because he, you know, if he's fit and when he's game, he's pretty much unplayable.
2: Um, uh, uh, Remy, uh, Rogic or Christie, who's your first pick? I mean, different, different. Right there now. are different types of players, obviously. But you know, see, oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're
3: right, right now. Sorry,
2: on you go. No, no, I was going to say, you know, if you're playing the Europa League final on Saturday, who, who, who's? Who are you playing, Roger or Christie? I mean, it's a no-brainer for me.
3: Play Christie, but but what I think we can do now is we've got you've also getting Cham can play there, so you know we've got the biggest and the best squad in the league, and we should use it sometimes. So I was happy to see Roger getting ninety minutes on Saturday because I think he needed it. Um,
2: and Frimpong, I, I think was it was you, um, Remy. I think you mentioned earlier that the uh, that. W- with your inside sources when he showed up they couldn't believe how good he was it's a brilliant it's looking yeah, like a I mean, bril- brilliant bit of business at, even at this early
3: stage I'm, I'm I'm, having seen him on Saturday I'm convinced he'll be our first choice right back before Christmas
2: oh I think um, yeah I think I, I think it may have been Harry had mentioned that that he'd heard on the you know that because we're all in the know obviously Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh,
3: speaking of Harry Speaking of Harry, Lawrence, I need to tell you this. You know how he sits in front of me Yeah. the games. What what do you think of him? Now, you know, Harry, what do you think of him turned out head to toe in super dry uh, branded gear? I mean, surely that's not a good look for a guy in his 60s. Has
4: has he got a super dry trilby?
3: The super dry uh, baseball cap, the super dry...
2: You there, Rem? You gone? Oh, yeah.
3: I'm still here.
2: Ah, right. I'm Wait, still here. What, so, you had, what did he have on? What was the whole outfit?
3: He had like a super dry baseball cap and a big super dry long sleeve T-shirt with a massive logo on it. So, um, I'm, I'm thinking he's too old for a midlife crisis, so I don't know where he's getting it from.
2: It must be free.
3: Oh, my God. Shambles. It must have been free. It must have been free, but that's what he was kitted out
4: on at the weekend. So... So the the next Celtic Underground podcast in our association <laughs> with.
1: <laughs> association. <coughs> well,
2: listen to us, yeah, everybody's absolutely. dying here. Here, uh, the uh, anyway, I think it was Harry had mentioned that, uh, that the you know, loved him when he showed up, but that I, I mean, what a bit of business! What did we what did we pay for him, Paul? Is it just uh, one of these development fees, or I can't even remember.
4: Aye, it's possible. Where we we got them, We got him in the the, the, the the Man City route with uh, our, our our man in the know down there, and uh, yeah, it's, it was a you know was it called a nominal fee, development fee. So uh, I don't know. if we'll, They'll probably be sell-ons and stuff involved in all that as well. But yeah, uh, but I think it's pretty much the Dembele route, if you want to call it that. We've we've got a player for for a song, and uh, hopefully. If he continues to develop, but that's some played two games now and he's been outstanding in both of them. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with what Remy's saying. There's a good chance there that he could really make a name for himself this season.
2: It's such a weird one because Man City again, like they've they've cottoned onto the Chelsea model. You know, they just loan out you know 50 players a year or whatever. They hoover up all the kids that they want, steal them from other clubs, and then lend them out. And hopefully they'll get a you know they spent a million on a kid developing and they'll sell them for ten. Uh, I'm amazed that they've uh, well, from what we've seen, I'm amazed that they've developed, spent the money on them. They've had him since the age of nine, apparently. I uh, spent the money on them and then just let them go. It's uh, it's very, very, very odd. Uh, but it's uh, their loss and our gain. I, I've never actually seen him in the flesh. Uh, Rem, is he is he big?
3: He's wee. He's about 5'5". Five, five. Oh, you're kidding um, me. Oh that, that like... would be that would be your doubt. That would be your doubt. If you were playing for example, Hearts, they would just stick Pic Piezo out on him and flatten him. So but you know, going forward, he's a hardy weed. I mean he's no frightened tackle and he gets stuck in and he can he's quite powerful, but he is short. Um but I think he's he's got a, all the potential. Uh, he really does look the part. I know it's been two games against a lower teams, but he really does look a good player.
2: Um, I've just looked it up here. Celtic paid three hundred fifty thousand, and they're up to another six hundred fifty grand in various uh, payments if he hits the, all the benchmarks. City will also receive thirty percent of any fee should Celtic sell him on. That's uh, that's interesting about his size. That that'll that'll explain it then. You don't make it in the Premiership or the Premier League these days in England if you're not a you know. A, I'm sure Frimpong's an athlete, but you know what I mean. That's that six foot plus. And still, got, you know, got balance and agility. I mean, Frimpong might have balance and agility and speed, but at five foot five, it's it's not really it's not Premier League material. Paul?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's. I suppose if you look at guys like, say, Andy Robertson, he's not exactly a colossus either. But yeah. uh, you you have got he's got ability, and as Remy says, we've only seen him play against one lower league team and one kind of lowish in the league team and uh, and he's had plenty of the ball and he's not really had that much to do in a defensive sense so we've not seen him under pressure yet we've not seen him play against a you know a kind of strong opponent if you want to put it away so for instance it been interesting to see if he keeps his place for Aberdeen because that's obviously a completely different ball game going up there, and the way that they play and the, the sort of physicality that they've got. You know, you mentioned Nick Pease, uh, you know, Cosgrove, whoever, uh, Curtis Main, whoever you want to say. I know we'll probably talk about that game later, but that—that's what you would be up against putting somebody like him in, and you know, it's, it's a big ask so early in his career. got—he's but- he's got he got has got something. Definitely got something.
2: Yeah, uh, will be interested to see who gets the spot if El Hamad oh if El Hamed is, is fit, I'm sure he'll play on Thursday. But uh will be interesting if he's not, what what they'll do. You'd have to think you go with experience. Anyway, we'll come to that. Uh so the well, game's
3: not registered for the Europa League squad, so oh, it'll, well. be, it'll be Marcus Bauer will be playing.
2: Uh, so not Morrison. What is is taking on the day off? Is he, uh...
3: Morris is taking a day off. Uh...
2: uh so the game starts we almost score straight away, don't we? Very early. I can't uh, well we scored after four minutes anyway. Uh El Yanoussi. Uh, Remy, what do you think when you scored that early? You thinking happy days this could be a, a cartload?
3: Yeah, I was thinking that bar a load. Um we I thought uh is really starting to look quite good now. He's uh for the games. He's looking like the player that we'd seen play against us. Uh he took his first goal really, really well on Saturday. Um and his pass for McGregor, which oh. McGregor had a post was that would have been that would have been probably an hour goal of the season if he'd scored that. Uh yeah uh,
2: yeah he looks a bit fitter. Um uh, certainly look, seems to be very very hungry. Um couldn't believe uh, he's
3: not it. No rapid, but once he gets going, he's he, he's he gets up to he's got great feet and he's he's got a, a trick or two and he looks like a good really good player.
2: Um yeah he really does great bit great bit of business. For us, not for Southampton, who paid 16 million for him, but again, I guess that's just the Premier League.
3: Oh, yeah, what happened to that director of football that bought him?
2: Oh, I, oh, by the way, (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) I think, what's the guy's name? Ross Wilson. I think, I'm absolutely 99% sure that they tried to get him before and he said no. But he was the one that recommended uh, Pedro Cashina as their manager. He was that was his recommendation. Look it up. I um so yeah, we'll see. I I'm sure if he was, if he was uh, much cop, Southampton wouldn't have wanted to let him go. Um, so I think he probably got there. It looks like Southampton Southampton are going to go down anyway. They are. They look like a bad team this year. And Stuart, Stuart Armstrong can't get in that team. Can barely get a start off the off the bench. Uh, anyway, one 0 up, one 0 at half time. That was insane, wasn't it, Paul?
4: It was crazy. I mean, I can't remember the stats offhand, but I think we was uh, something like 13, 14 shots ago or something. Was it? No, 20, and, uh, 20, I think it was twenty-one shots. Twenty-one shots. but uh, we we were utterly dominant and and getting you know plenty of the ball. As you say, if we the final pass was still a wee bit. Lacking in the first half, Tom Rogic just wasn't quite on it in the first half. But the two white players were were kind of making merry. The full backs were getting forward and supporting well. The team was playing really well. McGregor was 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 great and Brown as well. The two of them were were seeing a lot of the ball and it was just really crisp, really fast passing. But yeah, we should have we should have been at least three or four up at halftime. It was it was one of the ones where you were halftime came you were, you were almost thinking, is it going to be one of these days where we end up. You know, frustrating ourselves and and getting some stupid away, but thankfully we didn't turn out like that.
2: Um, one nil at half time. Well, by the way, uh, Rem, what was the atmosphere like? Was it uh, was it busy? Was it not busy? Was it flat?
1: Was
3: it? It was, uh, it was pretty busy, and it was not a bad atmosphere. Um, it was pretty. I, I thought the atmosphere was pretty good for us. A uh, pretty damp October uh, afternoon. It was, I mean, there was a few empty seats, obviously. School holidays, etc. But it was a it was a decent crowd in, Um and the the seats that are always up for sale they were full. So uh, it was a good crowd. Uh, it was enjoyable, and, and it, 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 obviously as the goals started flying in the second half, it it did get really good.
2: The um, but but we are playing. I mean, just watching. I are just playing, it's fast. It's exciting. It's you know everybody's you know everybody's sprinting. There's nobody jogging. I good passing, quick passing. I mean, it really is. When you see a performance like that, it, it, it's like a turbocharged Brendan Rodgers kind of performance.
3: I... Yeah. And it also helps, it also helps that Edouard was unplayable oh. uh, on uh, Saturday. He is, he is, he's really, really looking like the real deal. He just looks a phenomenal player now. Um,
2: Yeah, I wonder what, maybe it's just an age uh, development thing. I'm sure the French... The French stuff is really helping his confidence as well. He must be going there. I, I didn't notice, Paul, did he start for the under-21s the other night or, or during that international I, break?
4: I think he certainly started in the second hat-trick. game, the one he got the hat-trick. He, he, I'm not sure about the first game, but he, he started in the second game because he scored quite early. He scored in the like third or fourth minute in the, in the second yeah. game where he got the hat-trick. He started both. He got
3: two in the first
4: one and three in the second. Yeah.
2: Wow. Uh, so he'll be off at the end of the year, obviously. Uh, yeah, the um, yeah, unplayable. Great feet. His link-up play is oh, it's come on leaps and bounds. Um, uh, and you know, and he can. He's one of these guys and get the ball out from under his feet and just make space to get shot away. He's just got. He's got absolutely everything. You, you know, and he could have done a, or oh, especially coming back from France and doing so well. He, he could have done the in champ thing and done the big old I'm too big for his you know too big for this place or whatever but his appetite for it is oh it's fantastic uh, love him
3: absolutely he love him. scoring headers as well yes but she was lacking and I know they've taken the header off him on Saturday but I mean that was his goal uh, um, so he actually looks a threat in the air now as well which he should for his size uh, and he's getting more chances in and around the six yard box which we also need to see from him. He's he's developing into the, the complete all round centre forward.
2: Uh yeah, because that was a knocking on before. He would, he would t- had a tendency to drift out of that, you know, the uh, you know that central position where really top strikers usually spend their time. He would drift out left and try and make something happen. Now he's, I'm that's that's just the coaching. I'm sure Lennon's been drumming it into him. Um, but anyway, what a performance! Uh one nil at half time. Were you scared, Remy? Were you, I mean, that was a slightly, oh my God, I've seen this oh, a million times.
3: Yeah, like Paul said, you, you had this, sort of, I hope it's not one of these days. And my mate said to me, you just you just get to fear somebody if Ross County smashes in a 35-yard fluke. But, it, you know, they, they had not looked like scoring. Fraser Foster had nothing to do. And you just looked like if we got the second goal, the game was done. And I think we got the second goal within a minute. And then it really was done by 50 minutes.
2: The uh, good bit of Tavernier-esque defending from the, the Ross County. Yes,
3: <laughs> absolutely.
2: What do you think he was doing? The ball six inches above the ground he's trying to header it clear. <laughs> what was that all about?
3: I don't know. I don't know. Just hilarious defending. I don't know whether he didn't... I think he wanted to kick it and he slipped and it made it look as if he wanted to head it and he did neither and it went right under him. And, I, you know, you just see the difference in Edwards' finish. He doesn't even... I just passes the and it's so easy for him. I mean, you compare that to like bio, <laughs> miscontrolling it about six times when he's running through. The uh, just, you know, he's going you know,
4: he's going to score.
2: The I think the boy was trying to trap it with his face, Paul. <laughs>
4: it, it was just bizarre. It was one of the ones where, he kind of <clears throat> and it wasn't until he saw the replay, he actually realised what what it was that had happened because at the time it was like. Did he really do that? And and it's funny you, you mentioned Tavernier because my mate said exactly the same thing. He's uh, he says you know he didn't realize he was alone, so uh, it it was it was it was a good good finish. And, and the thing I liked about Edwards' finish was didn't even take a touch. As Remy said says just step forward, side foot it right under the keeper. Total confidence. There was no no need to blast it. He just placed it perfect. Really really nice finish. Uh
2: and we scored. I think we scored four in in what five, uh, ten minutes. McGregor scored. Um, yeah, that the goal that they took off. Ed, I don't, I don't, didn't understand that, Remy. Why did would they take it off? I mean, uh...
3: well, the, the 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 guy who tried to clear it off the line actually kicked it off himself. But he, he's hit it off himself. I mean, he's 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 desperately trying to keep it out. To me, that's that's uh, Edward's goal. The only, I mean, the only people that would say that wasn't Edward's goal were Craig Levine probably. I mean, it was it was definitely his goal. Uh, very. It was, it was
2: not never an OG, never an OG. A uh, very strange one. Uh, so that made it five. Uh, so we had yeah, uh, and then Forrest scored. That was Frimpong's goal, wasn't it? Uh, the last one. Frimpong celebrated like it was his goal, Paul. <laughs> oh, that was all me.
4: you uh, could tell he enjoyed that. It was a lovely wee, lovely wee... He turned the boy inside out, the uh, left back. He'll he'll be having nightmares about that still. And. It was a lovely wee cut back. I mean, all the pace was on the ball for us. Just had to stick his foot out basically and just divert it in. So that was a great goal.
2: Uh, Five 0 Um, and then Ellen Usey scored again. Um, I can't, what what happened to that one? That wasn't well. He stuck it in, but it was something ball else. and
3: goalie, ball and goalie, sluffed the shot. That's what it was. To him, and he just diverted in. Uh, and, I and, I, and, I, and I think ball and goalie played well on Saturday as well. He's he's starting to look the part now.
2: Uh, oh, you slaughtered him at the start He slaughtered him at the start, Paul I was always a I was always a and Goalie yeah, I, fan
3: I think you'll find out I did not
2: Oh, did you not? Was it you,
4: Paul, that slaughtered him? No No, I think I think, uh, I, I, think we, 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 I remember us talking about it In the context of Sort of protecting him Because there was a lot of people Slaughtering him Because he You know Because he wasn't a Kieran Tierney, basically and, and that's where he started his career With Celtic Was the expectations after the disappointment of the Tierney leaving were, if you know, if he if he wasn't an ab- absolute carbon copy, he was going to get dogged abuse. Uh, for a number of people, I think he's been pretty great. I, I, I'm struggling to think. Certainly in the last four or five weeks, yeah, a game where he's been, you know, particularly anything other than good. So, no, I think we've got the potential if he could be a really good player as well. The
2: um, yeah, I, I look my the, my only knock on him I, and I. I love him. Absolutely. I think he's fast, he's pretty skillful, he's confident. Um is he is incredibly one-footed. I cannot believe he can be a professional footballer and be so one-footed. Kieran Tierney's very one-footed, but uh ball and golly. I mean he can barely he can barely kick the ball with his right foot. Um I hope he uh I hope he hope he works on that because James Forrest used to be that way, didn't he? Uh, Rem. I uh, he could I mean he
3: He was. I uh, know. He knows always use the outside his right like, but- foot. Um,
2: which he did on Saturday, I think, didn't he? Um, I think he yep. did, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and then it'd be, if he's if he's able to use his right foot, it just gives his you know defensively, it gives him a lot more options. That you moving the ball on, you get a, a lot more options. The kind of knock on Virgil van Dyke is that he's a bit one one footed as well, but. Uh, but uh, but Frimpol, uh Sorry and uh, golly Maradona and Messi Were pretty one footed yeah, as well but so, you know, we We're talking generational talents We're not talking um, Anyway the uh, I know Ross Courtney, uh Weren't much of a, a Challenge uh, defensive But again ju- what, I was, what I saw Juliet I mean he looks pretty good Doesn't he uh, I, I'm beginning to think he's a, he's a proper signing Another good signing uh, El Hamed <laughs> Apart from uh, the injury I
3: thought I thought he was our worst player
4: on Saturday. Yeah, anyway. Aye, that, that, his distribution, his passing was Shock. atrocious, absolutely atrocious. Uh, about three times he put the ball out for a throw-in under no pressure and it was two or three times when we had promising attacks and he, it, they just broke down because he gave the ball away under no pressure whatsoever. I just think he's too casual. I, I think he's, he's again, could be a real good player, but he just, he's got that sort of lackadaisical look about him. He, he reminds me a bit of what Van Dyke was like at times. It's like, oh, I'm too good to be here. I'm just going to cruise this. And that worries me about when we play better teams.
2: He's not... Um, he's obviously not in Van Dyke's class, but he's the same kind of physical type. You might be right. Uh, and maybe you'll... He'll, maybe you'll he'll, um, he'll make a... Well, I don't want him to make a mistake in a crucial situation. A really bad mistake. But um, maybe that'll get knocked out of him, that, that kind of casualness. If it does, we have a... We really do have a hell of a player. Another...
3: I, he's got... He, I, again, he's, he's got potential, but he, he, he's different. And he, We bought him for £7 million. And as he said, Frimpong was £300,000. You know, if we're spending £7 million, we want to finish the finished article. He's had the games now. He should be match fit. He was worryingly awful against Livingston. Um, and I don't think he likes physical strikers. Um, so he, he's still got a bit to prove for me.
2: Um... But overall though, we're, uh, sorry, uh, so 6-0, um, we'll come on to the transfer business in a minute, but 6-0, uh, happy, well, obviously happy with that, Paul, um, but that was, yeah. I mean, that's what you want after the, the two games before the, the break, I mean, a real do, uh-huh. a real doing, could have been, could have been what could it have been, 10, 9, I wish we'd do that one week, instead of coming on here and saying, yeah. oh, it could have been 10, I'd love us to go and actually do somebody by 10, can you imagine the hand-wringing? Can you imagine, oh my God, this is this is a terrible day for the Scottish Premier League and, well, you know, our Scottish Premiership rather, to give it its proper title. Um,
3: December the 29th would be a good day for it. Aye, that would be funny. I cannot <laughs> wait.
2: I cannot wait for that game. Do you know that? I cannot wait. Uh, get them at home. I hope we get them. Oh, we didn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting them in the cup final. Oh! We might have a big special guest on the podcast if we if we get the Rangers in the cup final, Rem.
3: Which one? Which one of your hun mates is it? Aye, right. Aye.
2: how about uh, how about this Kate O'Heardon? How about that? I got oh, her. On, oh. I got her on Twitter, and I said she's a big Celtic fan.
3: So we're we going to have we're we going to have a proper base player.
2: Oh, very good. Oh. <laughs> boom! Boom! <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. Uh, she might have, uh, she might have cold feet. You never know. Uh,
3: she might just have heard that moment there. No, come on. Well, there you go.
2: <laughs> uh, so six uh, 0 Paul. Happy with that, obviously.
4: I, I was, but again, but just after what you were just saying there a minute ago, we, we probably a wee bit of disappointment in, in as much as it could have been nine or ten quite easily. Uh, you know, we probably should have been four or five up at half time. As it was as we said, and then second half we, we just ran riot. So it is a wee bit, you know, stupid to say you're disappointed with six nine, but I think it was a common feeling. A number of people I spoke to coming out the ground was where it was almost like an opportunity missed. That was a day when you could have took double figures off somebody quite easily. Um I the last time I last time I felt like that coming at a game was after we pumped him five nothing. Where where we were, I think we were five 0 up after sixty five minutes. Yeah. After McGregor scored the fifth, and we absolutely should have battered them at least eight or nine that day. And that it was that when it felt brilliant because we had such a big win. But you're still coming at it going. You know that was the one that could have been a real, you know, to, to, to tell your kids for a long time about it sort of thing. But well, we, we nothing still... to no, 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 no complain about. It. We, we, it was a good one.
2: I see you bring up. I felt exactly the same that day. I always think you know, we still talk about the seven one game, don't we? Uh, 1956. Yep. I mean that's, well, that's 70 uh, years ago. I would have been. I might seven, have been able to see. 57. 57, whatever it was. Then, um, but it would that would have been that should have been seven or eight. Definitely that day. Uh anyway, six 0 on Saturday. Rem, happy with that.
3: I was delighted. Uh, I was also delighted with the five 0 game. Given I put money on that score, um, but I agree with Paul. We could have scored ten, and. The, the, the worry is that there's people who go oh so the the league, the league could come down to goal difference right which it it, it won't but you know, people are getting a bit worried about the, the goals scored you know you, you, if 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 somebody tells you before a game you're going to win six 0 you'd take it but we we won six 0 and played really really well and as Paul said we could have scored a lot more I think the big thing was though he was doing a bit of game management he was looking. He was protecting some of the players for the Lazio game, so he took Edward off, he took McGregor off, and our tempo just completely collapsed. Uh, he put Shved on as well, um, and you know, Bio and you
4: know, he,
3: he's got to give his guys a game every now and then. And uh, you know, I think it's,
4: I think the Shved thing. I think, I think you, were, you were one of the ones that tweeted it. I think Remy about the. The, the no, scene I was set
3: when Sved came on at six 0 wasn't it? For perfect, wasn't it? it? was perfect, but it didn't happen. Um, mm. But uh, he's got, to, he's got to manage his squad, you know. And and I and I think we just we took our foot completely off the gas at six 0 Yeah, yeah, you can't hard to complain. It's, it'd be very, very childish. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we'll take it. I just
2: going through that game that. I'm trying to think. Summer signings. Frimpong julien Ball and Golly. Three. Four. Early on, you see four. Fraser five,
3: Foster. Five. Fraser
2: Foster. So that's been a... I see we appointed uh, Nicky Hammond as full-time director of... What are we saying? Is it director of football? What we calling him, uh, Paul? I, I should, Paul head, I, head
4: of Football Operations, I think they've, they've called it. So it is pretty much... It's head of recruitment, but he's also, I think, got some... The kind of Lennox time responsibilities as well in terms of the development side, so that's going to report in through him as well.
2: Uh, he seems to have been, and on a personal level, hearing great reports about him. Apparently, he's a top lad, uh, very professional, and just a nice guy. The um, but, I mean, that's I mean, if that's the fruits of his labour in the summer. That's it. Uh, just goes to show you, Paul, that the Congerton thing was just mental, wasn't it?
4: Aye, well, what's well, interesting we, you you rhyme off the signings that we made there, and I think we made what nine or ten in the summer, if you include like, say Sped coming in, which was already a done deal. Uh, but he, probably five or six of them are looking like you know Elmhead wasn't fit on on Saturday, uh, Sunday, but you would expect him to to be in and around it as well. So you're probably you know it's starting to look like Lennon's team. It's starting to look like Lennon and Hammond's team, if that's the right way of putting it, and and it does put in a stark. Uh, you know, a start difference to where we we were. The things that we collectively spent probably the last two years complaining about in terms of the inability to refresh the the, the first travel team, and you know it didn't do us any harm in terms of the the results at the end of the day. But there's had to be a big hole, a big overhaul in the very sports, very short period of time. And the players that have gone as well. So. You know, all credit to, to Hammond and Lennon so far. They seem to have pulled that off. Uh, still one or two players that, that haven't made any impression yet. So, Sved's one of them, probably Taylor, maybe one or two others. But it's how it is. The, um,
2: yeah, but that, I mean, how hard can it, well, it's obviously hard. If it wasn't hard, if, I mean, you and I would be doing it, uh, Rem. But, uh, you know, the the Congerton thing is just, I, I, I'm never getting my How can you be so bad at your job? I mean, there's Nicky Hammond come in. Basically, he's got he's put half the team is now guys that came in in the summer, and they've improved a treble winning team. Hammond's done that. Uh, admittedly, he had a good budget. You know, by Celtic terms, he had a very good budget, but just done a brilliant job and just highlighting. Well, I mean, I don't know how much. Well, Conger hasn't done anything at Leicester yet, but I would expect Leicester to get worse next year. Uh, I know they're third just now. Uh, Rodgers are doing some good stuff for them but uh, Hammond has been great Rem hasn't
3: he? Uh, he's done a really good job uh, so far um, I think going on what he's done he deserved the role um, I hope he can spot a centre forward because we need to buy one urgently in January um, but I think he's done pretty well but I think Congerton's big weaknesses are the clubs he's been at like Liverpool and Chelsea and maybe even Hamburg and possibly even Sunderland because they were in the Premiership at the time he's not used to looking at players at the budget we're looking at and uh, he can't spot a he can't spot a one with potential or a diamond you know and he went back to people he knew like Musonda and Comper and he, of course you had Brendan's Vanity Projects and Henry and Morgan and they were all they were all duds
2: Um, yeah see again it's easy if you've got a 15-20 million budget you're going to Get a half decent player, even if he's not exactly great value for money. He's still going to look a decent player. But <laughs> you are right, Rem. It's if you're working in the the two to three million range, uh, then you've, you've actually got to know what you're at. And clearly uh, Hammond knows where he's at. Uh, really good, really, really good signs. You're right, Paul. Remy, you know what about that. What about, what's happened with Taylor? Rem, have you heard, have you heard anything? <laughs> well, I'm about. I, I,
3: um, I, I don't even. I don't even think he's played a minute for us. He hasn't. I, he hasn't, has he? Has he stripped? No, he's not oh, a
2: he did. Remember, he was going he's to come on. on. Be-
3: he was on the bench. He's going to come on and then he changed his mind. And he didn't bring him on. Um he hasn't played one minute. He's he looks I mean Ball and Goalie plays every game. If Ball and Goalie goes off, it's Johnny Hayes that comes on. So you would say he's looking like third choice left back. And if we did pay two million and I don't think we did, um it's quite a lot of money for an outlay for a guy who's gonna be your third choice left back.
2: Uh yeah, again, I'm sure I'm presuming he's fit, but Johnny Hayes makes the bench. Well he kinda of loves Johnny Hayes, doesn't he? He he does. He gives him a his...
3: right, right. well to be fair, he did he did love Charlie Mulgrew. He did.
2: Aye. Um anyway, so ha- tip of the hat to um Tip of the hat to uh, Nicky Hammond. I'm just waiting, though, Paul, for the uh, for the Pennerol left back or the Penarol striker to come in from South America.
4: Yeah, well, as as we've alluded to before, I believe our our South American coaching sort of scouting network has, has got up and running now, which is great. So, yeah, hopefully there's some guys with Portuguese passports kicking about, you know. Yeah, I mean, Irish descendancy, <laughs> probably that'll, uh, that'll that'll come in. No, it's it's just good. It sounds like interestingly. Seeing we're all talking about Hammond's job last week in the appointment, I think that was one of the things that was alluded to was the fact that he's not just recruiting; he's building a structure there, and that does tally. I guess with what we've all heard uh, in terms of what the seriousness that's now been taken around scouting and and really investigating other markets. That I think in the past. We've turned our nose up at so. Yep, South America is obviously one of them, but there's probably markets closer to home that are exploitable if that's the right way of putting it. That we've we've not been serious enough about in the past.
2: The uh, well Harry's been on it for years. Him and Mark Cooper on, on Harry's podcast about the Balkans and places like that. You know, um, again, it's not rocket science. You know, for the money that's able, wasted on a, a third choice left back, we could have had a. Great scout, scouting operation in the Balkans, you know. Or we could—I have... I
3: think it's too—it's too early to say we've wasted it. But I mean, it's, it's got to be a bit worried. He can't get a game. Um.
2: Anyway, we'll we'll see. I uh, so top of the league, as I say, six 0 Uh, looking good. Lots of great signings. Uh, great style of play. We. I, well, I'm going to put my hand up here. I'm completely wrong about Neil Lennon. Uh. He's got his. He's clearly got through to the players, and they understand what he wants them to do. That much is obvious. There's a clearly defined style of play, and the style of play is is really good to watch. Paul, do you think this team is better than you know, the team that Lennon had first time round? You know, went at their very best. What do you think it's a better team? Uh,
4: it's that's, that's a tough one. I, I mean, that was that was a good again. It, First time round, he had a lot of players probably at their peak. You know, we're we're, we're knocking guys like Mulgrew to a certain extent uh, in terms of the, what he's become, but you know, he was Player of the Year in, in that team uh, alongside Effie Ambrose <laughs> as his centre half partner. And uh, you know, we got some good players that came through at the right time. Hooper arrived at the right time. Foster arrived at the right time. Stokes was was you know before he kind of completely lost the plot was was a good player for us and then guys like Commons coming on as well so so there was some there were some good players there so the, the, you know I, I wouldn't go quite and say that we're the finished article yet you still you know you go back two weeks ago we were turgid at Livingston you go back a week before that we ran out of ideas at Easter Road so we're not the finished article yet we're on our game we're a very very good team but we we need to keep that consistency level up we've had you know probably three or four performances this season now a 20 odd which is which have been pretty poor. Which isn't a lot, but it's still you know fifteen twenty percent of your games you've not played well in.
2: The um, Lennon's teams have always had the propensity for the occasional bad showing, haven't they? Just out of nowhere, you think where did that come from? And the one that always gets me is the Inverness game. Um, but uh... <coughs> my,
3: mother, my mother away after uh, when at Ibrox we lost. We, I mean we absolutely collapsed, and John Sutton ran as ragged. So. <laughs> You know, we've had we've had the odd horror show and that's six foot in the Hamden ones, but I think he's a far calmer and better manager now. Um
2: yeah. The um what do you think, Rem? Is this a better I mean it's early, I suppose. this to me this
3: is it's way too early. It's way too early. I mean you but you would say I mean we've not got a player as good as Wadnyama in the midfield yet. Yeah. That, that's a that's a definite Forrest is a better player than he was when Lennon had him the first time. Edwards a better all round player than Hooper. Got the same goalkeeper. Fullbacks um, potentially are probably better. So you know, let's see if they, let's see at the end of the season, and then maybe have a look at that.
2: The uh, Callum McGregor or Joe Ledley?
3: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I would have Ledley, but you know, I know that would. Probably be a minority position. Yeah, but uh, I would have ledley over my game.
4: Well, I, I'd back you on that. I, th- I thought Ledley was a fantastic player, and, and bearing in mind we got him for nothing, was probably one of one of your sort of better returns on investment that we we ever made. I thought we got two fantastic seasons at of Ledley, and uh, and you know one kind of patchy one, but I uh, I thought he was a great player, and you know.
3: And
4: he wasn't a total disaster at left-back when he played there either. <laughs> Aye, that's right. Uh, no, I, I think Ledley was... He was a fantastic player. We were we were lucky to get Ledley the way we got him at the time we got him. He could have went and played elsewhere in the Premiership quite easily at that point.
2: Aye. I, I wasn't asking you to measure our gratitude. I was asking you for the better player. I, I'm taking McGregor. I'm sorry. But I, I've always been on the side of McGregor. I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, and as you say, he seems to have found his... Uh, found his place in this Lennon set-up, uh, Rem, so that's good, because he was looking a little bit lost for a while there, but he appears to have... Uh...
3: Yeah, he's, he's been... Uh, he was very good on Saturday. I thought him and, as Paul said, I thought him and Brown played really, really well on Saturday, totally dominated the game, um, and he, he was moving the ball quicker. I, I think it does help them when they play in our pitch. Show. I mean, we we just look... In the Scottish League, we, we just do look... Uh, Totally dominant at home, um, and we we don't look as if we're struggling like we did under Rodgers to break teams down that just sit with men behind the ball because we can move it from all angles. And you know we've got full-backs now that can run, you know. Whereas you know with Lustig, you know, no harm to him. Great servant, could they run? Could you know? Couldn't they do the job of a modern full-back, We've got three right backs now. Yeah, you know, but, but... And, and, but that just... and, and, and you know, and made a goal. Uh, Bowers made a couple of goals. They they look they look really good going forward. Okay, they they had a really off day against Livingston, but you know, I think the Christie sending off totally changed the game that day. Uh, and it was a, a deserved red card. And I'm not no try to blame Pong for that, but it totally turned the way we played, and we and we kind of froze, and we didn't know what to do, and we went a goal down at home we look phenomenal mm-hmm. Phenomenal.
2: well
4: that's uh, interesting. go on Paul the, the interesting thing uh, I don't know if you would have spotted it. I'm sure you, you would have spotted it I mean, maybe no York but the water the pitch incessantly both before the game and at half time on Sunday, yep. Saturday, sorry, probably more than, bearing in mind that it had been horsing it down in Glasgow for most of the last month, uh, it, it, you know, it was obviously they were trying to get that kind of surface gloss on it to to, to help the ball zip around because I, I couldn't get it over. It was a good 20 minutes before the game that they, they had the, the hoses on full quack and then as soon as the players went off at half time, they went back on again for the entire duration of half time. So, not that this is the kind of groundsman's podcast, but it was quite interesting that. He obviously that was under some kind of orders to make sure that the 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 surface was right for passing.
2: The um, but that's so far it appears to me that nobody's really worked out how to play Celtic yet. You know, the the with uh, under Rodgers, I mean, it was you know you got to pre- if you're going to beat them, you got to press them very very high, get right on top of them. I said there was two ways of playing against Rodgers. There was the, the kind of high press stuff, and then there was the the low block, as they say. But you know, two banks of five in front of the goalie. But uh, I don't think anybody's worked out how to play against Lennon. Because as you say, Remy, it's coming from all kind of angles. Uh, there's danger in every single position. The, the, But the the one way, if I'm playing against Celtic at home, if I'm a Scottish club and I'm playing, I, I am making the pitch as dry and as bumpy and as unplayable as I possibly can. Because that's just about, yep. you know, that's the best chance you've really got right now. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, and you, and you play physical against our our center halves because the, the two of them don't like it.
2: Um. Yeah. Uh. And the and the refs can always be guaranteed to give Scott Brown an early booking or whatever, just to make sure he's uh, he can't really do his best work. Um. Anyway, all good in the hood, as you say. Uh, moving on, game on Thursday. Uh, playing Lazio. I think they lost three nil at the weekend. Paul, is that right? Three <laughs> <Hello>? nil. <laughs>
4: I, I take it you only Watched that game Up to half, half yes. Yeah? only watched The first half And only, turned it off what was, it, what was the What was the full time <laughs> score It 3-3 three, three. Did it I just I heard
2: something right. I heard them talking about it On the telly or something It was 3-0 And I just thought Well I'll just Just turn that
4: they off were, They were 3-0 down After about 25 minutes Or something But they They, they got themselves Back into the game In the second half So I think they, I saw their Coach talking about that Being a Encouragement For their spirit And coming to see us And whatever So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how big our fine is after the Green Brigade's display before oh, yeah. the match, which which will be epic as I understand it. So it's it's going to be an interesting night.
2: Oh yeah, I've just looked it up. Hi, three nil. Sorry, I'm hopeless. The um, are there Worked any?
3: Off, I, off. My team are getting I
2: I don't uh, I I don't I hate Serie. A. I mean, sometimes I know it's good sometimes, but I just James Richardson put me off. So I never, I never
3: really follow Syria. The, 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 bribe, the bribery and the racism and corruption oh. didn't put you off. James Richardson did. Well, I know.
2: Well, exactly. You know that Inter Milan stuff over Lukaku. The, I mean, just incredible stuff. They're seventh. I'm looking here. they seventh in the league. And that was a good result against Atalanta because Atalanta are w- well above them. I did notice, uh, Paul, uh, that Liam Henderson isn't getting much game time at Verona. Uh, he's he's.
4: he's- I think he he scored off two or three weeks ago, but he's been in and out. But then that's no disrespect to the guys. He's, he's oh, playing see. in a tough league, and you know we've we've got good players that can of get a game in our league. So uh, there's 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 probably no disrespect to uh, to that. But uh, he's, he's still a good player. Still, you know, probably more CDR pace than than earth pace, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, good player. The
2: um, how's his oh, Of course, his brother couldn't play on Saturday. Uh, how's his brother doing it at Ross County?
3: Anyway,
2: no, he's thinking, right? he's get, is he is he playing?
3: No, no really Is he not? Is he, he's, he's been in and
4: out I
3: think, yeah, he's, he's been in and out, he's out, out. I think he's yeah. not a young boy but a lot of our loans don't really work out they don't seem to get games with the teams they go to The only one who's doing really, really well you'd say is Aitchison but he's playing in, what, Division 3? Division 4? He, he seems to be doing alright but a lot of the other loans don't seem to be getting the games that you would expect them to get at the level they're playing.
2: Acheson must be the worst trainer in the world because every time I see him, he's just a goal threat. I mean, you'd occasionally watch the highlights of some reserve game or watch some European youth game or something, and he always looked phenomenal. Give him a sniff and he'd score. He must be, you know, I don't know, weird one. Um, is it Forest Green he went to, uh Rem?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he scored. He scored for them and uh, scored for them
2: on Saturday. Um, I saw, oh, we haven't had a podcast since the uh, Jack Jack Ross departed this world. <laughs> oh, you were very quiet. <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah. Uh, although I don't, I see Sunderland a man huh? before his time. A man before yeah. his time. Uh he'll wash up at Hibs. He'll wash yeah. up at Hibs, won't he, Paul? He will de- definitely.
4: He's guys, uh, like you know, Hibs seem to be the place For for managers When they fail down south And come back
2: up The the Lazio game uh, What what are we expecting? What are we expecting then? We shall pick a team Pick a team for Lazio I'm
3: expecting to win It'll be the same team as Saturday Except El Hamid Will be right back And Christy will win For Roger Uh,
2: Again that's a good sign Isn't it? Yeah but the team Just picks itself I mean we know Who the best 11 is there's no I mean there's some good, player, good players be on the bench but it's a automatic first eleven. you don't even have to think about it to pick the team if everybody's fit that's a good sign isn't it
3: Well I think part of the problem that why, one of the reasons we lost to Livingston in my opinion was that we played too many of the team that had played against Cluj and had had a hard night because they'd really had to work for that to win and we're, you know, we're going to Putaudry on Sunday and you know I think we maybe need to use some of the squad when we go to Putaudry and not burn our players out again. that
2: would be an interesting one. What's the
3: more important? It's interesting, interesting some people want to put the league above everything else. So, Mm -hmm. they would play the squad players against Lazio, whereas I would play the strongest team against Lazio because I think if we do well in Europe, do well in the league as well um, I, I want us to give the Europa League a real go this year I'm not saying we're going to win it but I want us to win the group and see if we can get to at least the last 16
2: I'm interested in your logic there uh, that if we do well in Europa League we'll do well in the league well we did well against Cluj on the Thursday night and got humped on the Sunday uh, over,
3: overall I mean overall we'll,
2: uh, what, we'll do well what, what's the correlation then what do you think the correlation is
3: because if we're really good in Europe it would stand to reason that we should be passing the
4: SPL.
2: Okay, Paul, would you do you agree with that?
4: I, I I get the logic. I mean, I think I'm I'm well in record with my utter hatred for the Europa League. So I'm I'm probably not the right person to, to to kind of try and stick up for it. I do get the logic of it, and I do understand. You know, a team like Celtic has to have a European profile; has to be seem to be successful we've had too many you know probably most of our kind of adult lifetimes have been spent with fairly horrendous European campaigns and similar up to maybe the last 10 years or so 15 years where we had about 20 years before that where I don't think we qualified for anything after Christmas so we are we are a a sort of step up for that but I I just I'm probably more my mind's more on Sunday Going to Ptolemy. That's not to say I don't want us to go out with a strong team on Thursday night, and I understand why we should. Uh But I'm probably more—I'll be more interested with how we perform against Aberdeen than I am against Lazio. I'm afraid. Um, yeah. Uh,
2: by the way, I don't think we mentioned it. The uh, we obviously haven't because I don't think we had a podcast in saying the uh the performance against Cluj. That was that was one of the best. I think Cluj are a decent team, by the way. I'm not having it, if you say they're, they're bang average. I don't think they are. I think they're a really good team, really, really well coached. Older guys, very wise, very physical, proper You know, Eastern European European Cup-type team from back in the day. Uh, and that performance that night, Rem, was phenomenal. What a night that was.
3: Yeah, It was a really, really good game and the, the atmosphere was brilliant. Uh, the place was rocking. You know, and and that's what Europe means to the fans, and and uh, you know, and our usual sort of monthly donation at UEFA's coffers. So, you know, I, I I think I want both. I want success in Europe and domestically. Some people will prioritise, but I think we can have them both.
2: Um, well, he was hoping. Uh, I I think we I think you might be right, Ren, But I'm just. Always, there is that we go to Aberdeen on Sunday and drop some points they'll be mumbling about that you know then
3: you, you kind of get it will, but, Of course I but of course but we you know that's why we, we, we don't have to we've got three right backs now we don't need to play the same team um, um, you know we, we could play I don't know we could play Roger instead of Christie or we could play in Cham instead of McGregor or something we can we can do things there's a couple of positions we can't change I mean we, we can't we cannot rest Edward just now in a big game, unfortunately, because he's got no backup that would stand up to a big game. But there are players in other positions that we could give games to. So we could maybe play seven of the same teams Thursday night on Sunday and still not really weaken the side.
2: Paul, so what's your team for Thursday then? What's your team for Sunday, Paul? How would you rotate it? Uh,
4: oh, that's a good question. Uh... I think, I think R- Remy's kind of nailed it around. We've got three right-backs now, so uh, y- you're probably looking at El-Hamed for Thursday and, and Bauer for, for Sunday. Uh, I'm I'm a wee bit concerned about Chris Ayer just now. I'm, I don't think he would have got an alternative, really, other than playing El-Hamed in there at centre-half. But I think Ayers, he was OK. He got away with it on Saturday because he was under no pressure. But I, I didn't think he was too clever in any of the, the games before that. Including Cluj, I don't think had a great game that night either. Uh, Put Beaton back in, Paul. Hmm? Put Beaton back in. Well, oh, you've got you've got the option of Beaton, for example. Uh, to, to you could send Beaton up to Petardy, no problem. And play centre half. He's physical as well. You know, I think that's the thing that concerns me about if you're looking at the team for Sunday. Uh, they're just going to be all elbows, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Cosgrove exactly. and, and Main, because that's how they play. So Ayer and Julian against the two has got the potential to be a nightmare given the the reaction that we've been getting for for both of them in physical encounters you brought up earlier on. So maybe it is somebody like a Beaton or a a on NL Himide or some combination thereof to to, to go up there. But I would definitely... I like what what Amy was talking about, Lawrence, just to answer your question. You've got Sham there, you've got uh, Rogic there... You've got uh, the, the, you know, Sveds and, and guys like that to bring in as well. So there's plenty of options. You know, I, I, I totally get it. It's Lazio. They're probably online to be, you know, certainly the, the biggest name in the group, whether they're the best team in the group remains to be seen. So we're going to put the best team possible out against them. But I, I totally agree with what Remy's saying. We should be thinking seriously about making changes constructive changes and, and no do what we did against Livingston which was kind of daft in hindsight putting 10 of the same team out um, well
2: you didn't get, you didn't tell me who you would take out but I'll, I'll let you off for that I
4: don't, I don't, well, see, I'll, I'll I'll change the right back and I would change probably Christie and uh, and maybe one of the wide players maybe Forrest and you know you've got Sved you've got Shaman uh, Rogic and you've got uh, probably probably Bower at right back for Aberdeen, but other than that, I would go with the team for for Thursday. That, that Remy said.
2: Um. Anyway, well, so you, well, hang on a minute. So that you're going to play a You're going to play a weaker team on Sunday against Aberdeen, by the sounds of it.
4: No, I'm, I'm I'm saying that's what I think we will do. All oh, right. I, okay. I think we'll play. I think I think I think we'll play. If, I don't for a minute think that Lennon prioritizes and and for the right reasons prioritizes Aberdeen ahead. He I think. Neil Lennon's probably got the same view that, that, that Remy's just outlined there, which is we can do both. So he's going to look at his squad and think, right, I've got Lazio coming, Celtic Park, big occasion, I want my big-time players out there, I want my these guys have been doing it for me over the last few weeks, and that's the team I'm putting out. And I think it, the team that, that Remy said the team that will be there, I'm absolutely certain of it. But the difference, I think, with two weeks ago is he needs to use his squad on Sunday, but he needs to use it with strong players, not just, you know, for the sake of changing it it has to be the fact that we've got strong enough players to bring in so Rogic runs right up at Petodri pretty much every time he plays up there so why would you not play him
2: yeah no yeah, yeah I get that here uh, before us for score predictions but before uh, any gossip Paul you heard anything
4: no just uh, I'm trying to get to the the root of where our, our missing centre forward is but ho- hopefully that resolves itself sometime between now and January uh, because as, as Remy says, at the moment we're, we're struggling with Bayo, his backup, who's a hard-working boy, he's rough as though, he's really, really raw, and you know we can't rely on, on him to take Edward's place at the moment, he, he can come in and you know, let Edouard get a rest in the last 20 minutes of games, but we really need another option up there, so hopefully if, if we're, either Griffiths comes back or we go shopping in January, so the, um, yeah, in I'd I'd like to know where he is though, because that's that does seem to be a bit of a mystery, and I think we've probably got one one or two missing players at the moment that you wonder where the hell they are.
2: Um, yeah, that one. Um, although I did notice, I think on the last point we talked about how we never hear about anything uh, player-wise. I think the the press conference afterwards, I think Lennon came came in and went through them all, so that was a uh, that was welcome. The, yeah, the Griffiths thing. There's all sorts of stuff kicking around. I mean, who knows? I got a text this morning about something, but uh, again, who who knows? The uh, the, what else did I hear? I heard that Martin Sved is desperately homesick. Remy, you heard any of that?
3: Oh, that's, how, that's how he failed the first time he came abroad, didn't it? He? he failed at Seville because he got homesick. Um, and I think, to be honest, if you're not playing games, it's probably easier to get homesick than if you were part of the team. So I was quite happy to see him uh, go on on Saturday, even though he didn't do a lot. At least it was a you know it's the start of him at least getting on the bench and maybe getting a run from time to time. So, because when I watched him at first part in the warm up, he can he can really hit a ball. He's shooting in the warm up was fantastic. I know that doesn't say he's a great player, but you know he actually hit on target in the the warm up, whereas a lot of them you know blew into the, the top tier of the stand. The, Hello, Lee Griffiths. Uh, but he's he, he definitely can hit a ball.
2: That was is Lewis Morgan injured or was he just dropped because he wasn't on the bench? He's just or something. crap. I know he's crap.
3: He, he, he he's he's finished. I mean, he, he got that game against Thistle and he did nothing. Um, he's going to get his next run out against the Civil Service Strollers in the Scottish Cup. Well, that was about the next time you see him before he goes on loan to Rotherham or something in January. Uh,
2: yeah, he's not. I don't think he's got it. I will have said that. Like yeah, Leicester City. Please. Aye, I don't think so Aye, Maybe Lee Congerton might try and pass that one Get that one through <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think Lee Not even Lee Corn, Congerton would do that uh, Any other Goss Rem? You must have some You're the man with yep. all the Well you must have I mean, You've obviously been out with all your sources Down the boozer <laughs> uh, You must have heard Nothing else How about uh, So Griffith? Have you heard anything on Griffiths?
3: Uh, all I've heard about Griffiths Is that he's injured Oh, pff,
2: Injured The um the And um, what about uh, Any transfer business What are we doing in the summer In in January We're bringing Wanyama in
3: Striker Striker And I'm I, I, I still think If Yama's out of the picture At Spurs We will go for him But that's just My gut feeling. on it uh,
2: loan, loan move We can't buy him surely I mean because Bruges Got turned down for a, uh, they, I think they were going to pay 13 million or something Weren't they
3: yeah, but I, I think if he's if he's not playing, he's going to be really, really rusty. Um, so if you're going to get him, you need to get him in the first week in January so you can get him to Dubai and get him Um But I think we need to still be in Europe for that to happen. Do,
1: do you um,
4: think Wanyama's is Mourinho type of player?
3: <laughs> no. Well, actually, he probably is. He probably oh, is. That's what I was thinking. Uh, is
2: Mourinho getting his first job, you think?
3: Well, uh,
4: allegedly, him or the blessed Brendan are the are the, the two favourites, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, hey, I think Col- Congrat- I, Congrat- I Congrat- love continues George his journey round, nice uh, around Britain.
2: Sorry, you, you speak first, Paul Remy. Remember before the podcast started what? when I said, Don't talk over other people? <laughs> <laughs> what were yeah, you saying, Paul?
4: Yes, Dad. No. no, I I say my a our good a uh, good source our Southern Southern source for the by the minute days, Chris Clark was talking about this a couple of weeks ago and saying that they were both uh both getting quoted quite heavily amongst Spurs fans. So I don't know if that's the same as, as being favourites, but I think the bookies have got them both pretty high. Mourinho's been making it known that he's got another job lined up apparently. I saw that in the press at the weekend, so uh it would be interesting to see where he goes. Oh, well, but he will go to Real Madrid still got it he's not us who was it was it,
2: was, it, was it was it you that bet Mourinho or was it Harry Remy me
4: and Remy
2: Paul
3: both me Paul both did
2: uh, fantastic um, the uh, yeah, uh, who would you drop for Wanyama Remy uh,
3: I would what I would do is I would be in a position that you would not have to play Scott Brown three games a week like we did at Livingston.
2: Yeah, that would be, because that's the obvious like-for-like replacement, isn't it? I mean, that would be a tough one.
3: Scott Brown's, uh, and I don't, Scott Brown's legs are going, you can see it. um, And to ask him to play three high-intensity games a week isn't doing him any favours these days. Um, So, Brown, I'm not saying he's not done, but he he shouldn't be playing every game.
4: The,
2: um that would be an interesting one who who would you who would you drop for one Yama Paul
4: probably he's going to he's going to have to sit in that role that that Brown and McGregor are playing in so it would be nice to have the ability to alternate between them I, I don't know if it's necessarily a case of saying who you would drop I think it's just give them both the chance McGregor played what 60 odd games last season Brown played 40 to 40 high 40s low 50s that's ridiculous you know we should have cover in there, and we've got players like Sham that never get played in there. They, you, you know we seem to revolve the the number ten role, but we, we never seem to do much with the, the sitting role. So yeah, I think if you bring one Yam yeah, and he's he's going to play the majority of games, but you'll have some combination of those three that'll play the games between them.
2: The uh, I remember Inch I would never trust Incham in there now, but he did play a bit more defensively when he first came in, but not anymore. I think he's uh, doesn't have the attitude for it. Anyway, Wanyama would be a great signing I would take that But you're right, Remy, I think We'd have to be in Europe uh, Fair chance of that Well, let's find out if we're in Europe uh, We need a score prediction for Lazio You can go first, Remy
3: 3-1 for us Really? Honestly? Yep We're winning
2: uh, Why is that? 3-1? That's a Because I
3: think I don't think uh, well, okay, they're a Serie A team, but I don't think they're that much cop. And I think they'll rest some of the big players because they're playing Fiorentina on Thursday, and I think we'll beat them. Uh,
2: Fiorentina on Sunday, are
3: they? Um, on Sunday, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, and that'll be a bigger game for them.
2: Why is why would that be a bigger game for them?
3: Because they'll take the league more seriously. Then yeah,
2: yeah. You just kind of wonder about these club, you know these. Quotes and quotes, big clubs. You know how seriously? Is, well, they. Are, I. I mean, the group stages are just a nuisance to them all. You know, it's when it gets to the business end of it, they all... Because there's a a place in the Champions League up for grabs. But if I'm Mister yeah. Lazio, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, we're not winning the Europa League because when you get to the last eight, the standards unbelievable. There's some really good teams in there. Um, the uh, Paul Thursday scoreline.
4: I think we're winning it as well But I I would say probably 3-2 I think on the basis that we've got Immobile coming up against Ayer (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to keep a clean clean sheet On on Thursday Uh, uh, So yeah, I I think 3-2 I think it'll be a good game uh, And I think it'll be probably a bit end-to-end And and it won't all be pretty It'll be pretty intense on Thursday
2: uh, That would be phenomenal Could you imagine that? Well, I'll, I hope it's like that little bit of drizzle, but not nothing too bad weather-wise, but a bit of drizzle, the lights on, get the disco lights on, uh, three, two, five goals, absolute thriller. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go...
3: One... What, what Paul hasn't said... Sorry, sorry Lawrence, what Paul hasn't said to you is in his prediction, it's going to be 2-0 to Lazio at half-time. And I'm going to turn to off. Turn really off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not even I would do that. I would. I would want. I would want to watch that. I, oh, by the way, I, yeah. I mean, how am I going to watch it? I've just. I've seen some brutal stuff on Celt- about Celtic TV on social media recently. Then the club needs to sort that out. It's a total shambles. Uh, again, the contents. I mean, I think Jerry, um, Jerry McLaughlin. I think he's he's oh, very uh-huh. good. Yeah, he's good. I. Uh, but the 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 technical side of things, it's just a just an utter shambles. Um, and it's a shame a club you know with the aspirations that we have to being, you know, a, you know properly big club. You know you need to have a properly big, um, what's the word? Uh, framework for a for for for, for you on know, that side of the operation, and it's it's just Mickey Mouse. Uh, it needs to get sorted. Uh, but I've said that a million times. Um, the uh, game on Sunday uh, I, I think uh, I think that's a 3-0 job I, I think we're going to score early I hope I hope you're right Paul I hope uh, Rogic plays because you are right he runs right up there give him the ball just inside there or 10 yards inside there half he's likely to score from 25 yards he's done it a million times um, are you going are you going to that game Remy on Sunday Aberdeen
3: yes I am I'm going up to Aberdeen
2: Really? Wow, what time yes. you leave? Uh, what time's the kickoff?
3: off Four past 12. Oh my god uh, What time you leaving at? So it? I am at half eight um, Getting a lift up And then I have the dubious Pleasure after the game of Flying from Aberdeen To Tees Valley Airport Oh, so- <laughs>
2: oh that, Not for me, thank you very much oh. that's, that's
3: a bloody holiday for you That one That <laughs> uh, is, isn't it? It is I might I might write my last will and testament before I get on it. What
2: well, uh what airline is that? Is it Deathless Airlines or something like that?
3: It's, it's Fly B. I I it? think it's that mob that I think it was the airline that did the the flight and almost famous. Oh, so, uh, actually, I saw,
2: uh, I saw a bit of that the other day on the telly. It was Whiz and and I just stopped and watched it for ten minutes. Really good. Cameron uh, Crowe was that. Uh,
3: that's a great film. Uh he's lost the plot, but oh. he was good.
2: Oh, aye. Um, what was that film with? Um, can't remember her name. Uh, she was in uh, that Jeffrey Eugenius uh, Virgin Suicides. What's her name? Uh, anyway, Elizabeth town Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Elizabeth Town, yeah. oh, Elizabeth town was a shocker. That, that was the that was the end yeah. for Cameron Crowe. Here, uh, Paul, uh, score prediction, Aberdeen.
4: Uh two, I think two zero up there. I think it will be it will be pretty straightforward. They they're they're actually improving a wee bit. Uh, I was speaking to somebody that was there for Park on uh, on Saturday and said that they actually they've got their midfield sorted out about which has been their problem this season. So it might it'll, it'll not be an easy shift for us, but we'll get there.
2: The uh, did you see Cosgrove's finish? And, aye, oh, aye. That was pretty. What's that? He scored a lot of goals. That's come ab out of nowhere as well. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to say he's a good player. Is he? He's not a good player, is he, Remy? But I think he scored 15, 16 goals or something. A lot of he's, penalties.
3: He's, well, all I would say is he's a he's a far much improved player to the one that you know made his debut and all he did was half Scott Brown. Uh, yeah. For the first few months, he done what was if he could kick a ball. So they've definitely done something to make him a better player. But I still wouldn't be wanting him playing for us.
2: The um, there's I that was garbage. There was a kind of rumor that he might. We were sort of looking at him. That can't be right, can it? Please no. I would,
3: I would hope not. Um
2: I see Scott McKenna's back. A rumour we're still in for him. Uh hope that's not right either. Um uh, but we'll where,
3: where, would,
2: where
3: would Scott McKenna okay, I know he's a centre half, but he wouldn't get a game for us. So what, what would be the point in buying
2: him? Well, the criticisms that we have, uh that Paul um elucidated earlier, you know, Christopher Eyer and all that, Scott McKenna's guilty of the same things. I mean he's you know, he's a you know, he's a, a big strapping centre half who's um, liable to the occasional mistake. I... Yeah, and
3: he's also, Scott McKenna also gets embarrassed at international level. Ayer I, I just played against Spain. Yeah. And Spain squeaked a draw with a last minute equaliser. So I, I think Ayer's I at a totally different level to McKenna. The, uh... He's just a young player who's still got to learn from his mistakes.
2: I saw Elion didn't get on, he was on the bench in that game. Um... Yeah anyway here uh, what's the score on Sunday Rem just to finish us off
3: 3-1 uh,
2: again 3-1 Remy, the, the man with the 3-1 scores anyway uh, good to talk to you guys uh, Paul I'll uh, talk to you again soon pal all the best thanks love nice to see you, see you right. on,
4: Paul see you later all, sure. again. all the best all the best Rem see
0: you later Lord. all the best see you soon.